find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, this is Anthony William, the medical medium. You're listening to the medical medium radio show where each week we bring the most advanced healing information to date that's out there in alternative and conventional medicine in chronic illness, in chronic illness. And in all the topics around it and everything else, we're talking about liver rescue right now. And we're talking about emotional liver, emotional emotions, how it plays a role, how it involves the liver, what's happening with the liver, how the liver can become emotional, all these different things that are going on, how when we become emotional, what's happening to the liver and what's happening anyway, all of this. Look, you don't, no one has 10 years to throw away and wait for answers. No one has 15 years, but people do. They throw away 10, they have no choice. There's no answers out there. It's misinformation, disinformation. It's all of this stuff that's out there on the internet and books and everything else. I hate to say it, but it's true. And literally, when someone finds one piece of information out of the hundreds and hundreds of pieces, the thousands of pieces of information that I've actually brought into the health world, okay, literally, if they find one piece, it benefits them. Like, for instance, the celery juice benefits them. One jewel, and it benefits them. And so many other pieces that are in the Medical Medium Series books. I'm talking about liver rescue today, but you should pick up a copy if you don't have one. You should totally do that. If you can't afford copies of the Medical Medium books at the bookstore or whatever it is, I don't know if it's $15 or whatever it is, just if you can't afford it, go to the library, get a book. Get a book. I don't care if the whole world goes to the library. How about that? I, I just really don't care. It's about getting the information in your hands and free information wherever you can. I put it out in articles. I put it out the radio show. I write articles after the radio shows. I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram. Information, 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 blogs, and medicalmedium.com, everything. Free, 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 free. There's not an infomercial before this podcast where I'm trying to sell something like a $10,000 cleanse, $2,000 worth of MLM marketing, whatever, uh, uh, supplements or blah, 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 whatever. Supplements and alcohol in them that destroy the liver, whatever it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not trying to sell you a cleanse. I'm not selling you anything. You can get the information free. You can go to the damn library and get it for free. It's critical that you have the information to move forward and heal so you can help your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors, whoever, your, your everyone, your children, and yourself in any way possible. And so if this is the first time tuning into the Medical Meeting Podcast, you should look and tune into the other ones. And here's some of the ones that have just done or just did or whatever. And and get familiar with how health works, about the truth, about chronic illness. The body doesn't attack itself and so forth. Get get thyroid healing. The book Thyroid Healing. Learn that the body doesn't attack it itself. Learn the truth about causes at least 100 different illnesses and autoimmune conditions I have listed in that book. And it, it's important. You have to become an expert to protect yourself. You have to become an expert to protect yourself. That's what you have to do. Information that comes from the medical medium, which is me, is untampered with, it's clean, it's pure, it's not regurgitated crap floating around over and over again and over again and bogus studies and so forth that keep people sick. So just just know that about me. If you don't know anything about me, read the first book, read the first chapter, Origins of the Medical Medium, so you can learn about me and know what I've done my entire life since I was four years old and how I just didn't step into this yesterday. Okay, I've worked on thousands and thousands of people over the decades, and now the information from the medical medium books is healing millions across the world globally. Just take one day at a time, and you can learn a little bit about that. But today, we're talking about 
emotional livers, our emotional livers. You know, I was talking to somebody and they're like, that doesn't, you know, I was talking to somebody and they're like, that doesn't seem like a great topic. I'm like, it doesn't? It doesn't? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Believe me, wait till you hear about it. Wait till you hear about it. Because, and, and they're like, well, what do you mean our emotional livers? I go, well, <laughs> depression, anxiety, okay? Um, mood swings, ups and downs, up, anger, fear that, that, that people live with every day, trust issues, everything else that people live with every day, it's tied into the liver. It's tied in the liver. So it's not a, it's what? It's not an important topic? It's an important topic. Even seasonal affective disorders, SAD, has everything to do with the liver. I mean, you name it. And what about chronic illness, how that makes us so upset? When we have all different kinds of chronic illnesses, diabetes, you know, we have diabetes and, and, uh, and eczema psoriasis and, and SIBO and gout and whatever. You could just name a, a ton of them. It has a lot to do with the liver. I mean, everything does. So our emotional and our livers, believe it or not, have, they have feelings. Oh, is that kind of feel good talk? Stupid talk, huh? Is that stupid talk? <laughs> Someone probably just said that. Now he's talking stupid. Our livers have feelings. They do. That's, they do have feelings. Do a liver transplant. Stick a liver in someone. You ever see that out there? <laughs> I know that you're not going to stick a liver in someone. Someone loses their liver. They get in line. They're blessed enough to get somebody's liver. Thank God. And they're blessed enough to get somebody's liver. And all of a sudden, they start acting differently. They act differently. All the years I've been in the industry, all the people I've talked to that have had transplants, you name it, including doctors, including surgeons that do transplants that I know personally, okay? And all of the years of all of this, I'm just going to be straightforward and tell you right here, okay, that I've heard this over and over again. I've seen it. The people change with a new liver, not a new liver, but somebody else's old liver. <laughs> they change. They act differently. They think differently. They think differently as if they had a brain transplant, a brain transplant. They think differently. They behave differently. Different emotions, different feelings, different food cravings, different desires, different dreams, and different aspirations. That is what I'm talking about. And I'm not even talking about this with transplants. I'm not even just, just mentioning that this is an example of emotional liver and how our livers become emotional. Are you interested? I'm interested. I am. I want to cover this topic. I do a section in the book over it. Not a big section in the book, but there's a, there's a chapter called the emotional liver in the book. And it's a big deal. Absolutely. The book is so big. It's so big. I can't even, I can't even, I mean, even though it killed me to write it, it just killed me to write it. It's 200,000 words, basically. It's a massive manuscript. It's a, it's, it's a big book. It's a thick book. And it's a lot to read. And it covers so many illnesses. It's unbelievable. But the point is, is I needed room in this book for the emotional liver. And it's in here. So I'm going to talk about it. That's what I'm going to do. So that's where we're heading. That's where uh, we're heading next. That's the deal. That's the deal. Fasten your seatbelts. You might be surprised like usual on the medical medium radio show. The liver's unhappiness is the foundation of our emo emotional instability. The liver's unhappiness is the foundation of our emotional instability. 
Just so you know, I'm just being straight up. It's important to know. Anxiety and depression can come on when the liver gets viral. Just when the liver gets viral. If that's a new term to you, new understanding, just, know, just so you know, everybody has viruses and bacteria inside of the liver. Everybody does. I don't care who it is. If you ever had a cold sore before, that virus, that's a simplex one, it sits inside the liver. It sits inside the liver. That's just one example. That's just one example. If you ever had mono before, it's in the liver. It's been in the liver your whole life. You didn't know you had mono? No, you probably didn't know. You probably had a sore throat in college for a week and slept it off. That was mono. And it sits inside the liver. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's like the liver, it gets filled with viruses, bacteria. And then these viruses end up later on causing Hashimoto's thyroiditis, causing all these problems. And you can protect yourself. Just learn how to heal. Get thyroid healing. Learn how to heal. You get medical medium book one, learn how to heal. Make sure you protect yourself from Lyme disease and everything else. But the liver gets filled with viruses. And these viruses start releasing neurotoxins because they eat food. Viruses feed. They feed on food, foods they like, making you want eggs, making you want something to eat, cheese, because that's what these viruses feed off of. Nobody in the industry knows that, by the way. And if you heard it somewhere, it came from me first, from the books and everything. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. And it's important to know that because you need to know that because you're becoming that expert right now. So you just need to know you're becoming an expert on information that's advanced. That's how it has to work. If you're going to help somebody become an expert like you guys, you got to at least know the, how advanced the information is so you don't think it's just sitting out there somewhere when you're telling somebody. And then if you hear it out there, you got to hear it straight and right or you'll know that it's been skewed or thrown off and that happens all the time. So always keep an eye out for that. So anxiety and depression, that can come on, you know, but that, that can come on and have everything to do with the liver. Liver starts releasing neurotoxins too because the liver gets so filled up with neurotoxins and dermatoxins like for instance eczema psoriasis is dermatoxins that's bugs in the liver feeding off of copper and other toxins ddt that's been in there you don't think ddt's in us every eagle has ddt in it right now every eagle does what does an eagle eat um rodents rabbits Anything. Eagles eat chickens. You know, they just fly right down in a coop, grab a chicken. Fish. They eat fish. They scavenge. Eagles are like they scavenge. But why do eagles still have DDT? Why do they still have DDT <laughs> in them? There's not an eagle that doesn't have DDT in it. No, there isn't. And there's not a human that doesn't have DDT in it. In them. <laughs> And that DDT sits inside the liver, gets passed on a generation, passed on a generation, it's floating in the air, other countries are using it, we're still selling it, DDT companies are still selling it, just as if everything's perfectly fine. It's just, you know, when it's floating around in every other country, basically, <laughs> still in our country, it's everywhere, it's in the dirt, it's unbelievable. It's in houses, it's in the walls of houses. It's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> my God. Anyway, you know, liver gets filled with that, pesticides, everything else. It gets, it gets overloaded. These things feed viruses, prescription drugs. I mean, everything. 
antibiotics. They start releasing oxidized metals. So that you know, because antibiotics are filled with metals, are filled with petroleum, fills up the liver, and all this stuff goes to the brain. Short circuits the brain. Short circuits neurotransmitter activity. Can get somebody kind of emotional, even if it's not considered depression, even if it's not considered anxiety, just anxiousness, even if it's not considered your diagnosis of depression. It's still. It's still causing problems. Goes up to the brain. Can even cause neurological issues, these things. I talk about that in thyroid healing, of course, and in liver rescue. So the emotions that even go with seasonal affective disorder. They go with anything. Forget seasonal affective disorder. Just your daily disorder. Like your daily being affected by it becomes you know, a disorder. Emotions are like that. Emotions that go... I mean, we all have emotions... It, it basically, anger, frustration, abandonment, feeling crushed, forgotten, or the like have to do with your brain being affected by the true story of what's occurring inside of your liver. And then if you have things that happen on the outside of you, it's like somebody breaking your heart, relationships, somebody stiffing you, somebody backstabbing you, somebody betraying you, broken trust, all this stuff. If you live on planet Earth long enough, you'll experience some of that. You'll experience some of that. Absolutely basically totally getting bleeped over. You know, that happens to so many people in so many ways. And so that's not good either. And that, that causes trouble too, because what that does is that causes adrenaline surges. And that's a whole other section that we're going to go into on the emotional liver. Adrenaline surges, surges from outside sources. Adrenaline surges from, you're not going to hear this anywhere. It's just not. I have to repeat that in case somebody new popped onto the podcast out of nowhere. And there's, you know, you're not going to hear any of this anywhere. Adrenaline surges from being crushed emotionally or being just confrontationalized. Is that a word? No, that's not a word. That's not a word. I just made that word up. Confrontation, being, you know, pushed around, anything at work, coworkers, friends, anything going on, any kind of up and down that you have in your life, any kind of difficult situation that we all face day in and day out or through life or once a year or whatever it is, adrenaline gets released, saturates the liver, injures the liver, go, the adrenaline goes to the brain, but it definitely goes to the liver because the liver has to absorb it up to stop it from going to the heart and the brain the best it can, but some gets there anyway. But the point is, the liver is the mop, the sponge for adrenaline-related you know, issues from outside sources of being let down and so forth and challenged and everything else. Adrenaline is an issue. It's very difficult. So that's just one thing. That's just one thing. And then our own emotions that occur from a toxic liver, like I said, anger, frustration, abandonment, you know, that feeling of being crushed, forgotten, or the like, having to do with everything being affected by what's occurring inside the liver. The liver's unhappiness is the foundation of our emotional stability. I'm going to say it over again. I'm going to say it over again, you guys. Very important to know. And then you got mercury inside the liver, pathogens feeding off of mercury, creating more toxins. And these toxins being released out of the liver, and the liver holds as many as it can until it gets sluggish and stagnant and becomes weak. And that's the whole thing there, too. Electrical, um, electrical impulses in the brain can short circuit from all these toxins that come from the liver. 
creating more emotional issues and frustration and anger can arise from a sluggish pre-fatty or fatty liver. So basically your liver, what I'm trying to say is your liver getting fatty or pre-fatty. Emotions come from that. They arise from that. They do. And it's a difficult situation. The liver starts to lose its strength as it's fighting for its life on a daily basis. Our livers fight for its own life on a daily basis. So what do we do? We throw a whole bunch of crappy food in there. (laughs) We do... We do all kinds of stuff. I got people complaining about celery juice. They can't drink celery juice. 50-year-olds can't drink celery juice. They don't want to drink it. And they got babies on Instagram, toddlers drinking glasses of celery juice and not complaining one bit. <laughs> and they got 40-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 28-year-olds can't, eat, can't get any celery juice down. They feel like they're bloating or they got something going on. They just don't like it. Because first of all, it it's, it's, becomes emotional emotional it becomes emotional because you're actually hitting the liver with all that and you're cleansing the liver it's yeah it could be hard as you got these babies and they're just drinking down a big glass of celery juice i swear to god this blows me off my seat and that's happening worldwide it's happening around the country and everything else <laughs> it's, it's really funny it's funny how things work i mean it's the best thing I've ever seen. You know, I would have never dreamed that. I had over the years, um, I've had moms give celery juice to their little ones over the years when I was in practice, you know, year, year after year, seven days a week, all day, sometimes throughout the night, depending on emergencies and stuff like that. And um, and um, that there's a lot of little kids and a lot of kids that, that drink celery juice. But when, but that's before... That was before you can see it happening, like on the internet. Now you can see it. So when I see it, it just blows me away. It blew me away a long time ago, and it blows me away still today. So anyway, the liver can become cranky on its own. And it can even feel disconnected on its own. It's not getting any love, any attention. We really do abuse our livers, not because we want to. I know you don't want to. I don't want to. We don't want to. It happens from misinformation and disinformation and everything else. It happens from a lot of that trendy stuff too. Cleanses that are actually bad for the liver. Cleanses, just terrible cleanses, not like the 369 and liver rescue. You want to cleanse your liver safely and learn why it's safe so you actually know. Get, Get the liver rescue book. But trendy misinformation out there, the disinformation is just horrendous because it gets people in trouble. You eat a lot more fat. You don't even know it. You're eating all this protein fat. You're just killing your liver. You're aging yourself quickly. Sure, might not see it when you're exercising and feeling pretty good at 25 years old and you're trying to lower your carbs and you're trying to stay off fast food. Sure, fine. But everybody gets older. You can't escape it. And, and it all catches up. The liver gets toxic. Bugs collect in it. You know, relationships and all kinds of things through life. And bugs collect. They go into the liver. Whatever happens, you're eating in restaurants all the time and whatever. And you, you can pick up bugs. And just what happens is the liver gets filled up. It gets weak. You start getting bloated. You get the hot flashes. You get the viral symptoms, everything else. Then everybody has the type of thyroid that comes on later on. All these things. You can't escape it unless you do the right things. And you watch what you're doing. And you know what you're doing. That's the whole point. So Medical Medium Series is teaching anybody that so they can actually stay healthy and young. 
But the liver gets tired from everything and it gets emotional. It actually gets emotional. And it's a really important thing to understand. And we have to treat it with some respect. When the liver gets toxic and it's holding on to tremendous amounts of poisons, such as, get this, radiation. Oh, man, the liver holds on to radiation, trying to protect you, number one, plus we get radiation exposure a lot. Pesticides, herbicides, nanotechnology. Where can we get nanotechnology? It's coming out of the sky. And I'm not trying to like claim doomsday. I'm just saying we just need to cleanse our livers properly, take care of ourselves, eat the right things. And get rid of her, you know, symptoms, conditions, and learn how to protect ourselves and learn how to, you know, help the emotional liver so we don't become emotional. I mean, all of this. Is this important? Is it important? I thought it was really important. I put it in the book. It's a little section in the book. I mean, the book is so big, it's got so many other things in there to talk about, but I put this in there. You know, Spirit said to me, we need this. I said, all right, okay, all right. Well, then I said, fine. I mean, I could have said no, but I said, all right. And I get it. We really do need it. You know, I I have to learn too. When the liver gets toxic and it's holding on to a tremendous amount of poisons, such as radiation, pesticides, herbicides, nanotechnology, materials that are on clothing, brand new clothing, you name it, fungicides that are on everything, toxic heavy metals. What's a toxic heavy metal? Mercury, lead, arsenic, copper, nickel, chromium, chrome, whatever anything the whole bit <laughs> I said nickel barium whatever um, a whole bunch of different things you know bacteria viruses path- pathogenic waste matter like dermatoxins like I said neurotoxins some of these poisons can leach into the bloodstream and intestinal tract as you've read before in thyroid healing and medical medium book one they can cause some of the issues we've like looked at with everything. I talked about that before. Adrenaline, though, is a really obnoxious, annoying one. Because adrenaline, get this, get this, you guys. Adrenaline is released when we go through a hard time. It's released with regular things, too, or a good time but it's released with hard times. It is. When it's released with hard times, it has information in it, information stored in it, because there's over 56 blends of adrenaline. Science and research has no idea. 56 blends, the adrenal subtle blends from being like going through a hardship or a breakup or whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever hard time it is, a loss, And that adrenaline has information in it released at the time when a certain time happened in your life. The liver sops it all up, absorbs it all up, and takes on that information. And that that can build up over time if a lot of stuff is intense and going through your life and you're not cleansing and taking care of your liver. That's one of the things. Also, adrenaline scorches and weakens the liver, but the liver's doing that to protect your brain, your heart, the whole bit. The liver's trying to protect your butt. It's trying to protect you. Mind-blowing, isn't it? Mind-blowing information that's in liver rescue. Mind-blowing. It blows my mind. It blew my mind. (sighs) 
Fasten your seatbelts. It's got more to come. It's really intense. Gets actually pretty crazy. When that adrenaline gets trapped in the liver, the liver tries to trap it in fat cells. Yeah. And when your liver gets sluggish and lazy and it's been through hell and you're eating high-fat diets or anything else, the liver starts taking on more fat, the adrenaline gets set not only saturated in liver tissue, it can get saturated in liver, liver fat cells. Whether it's in liver fat cells or just in liver tissue, that adrenaline that happened during a hard time or a loss or a breakup or a divorce or a problem or a stressful time in your life, when it needs to be released because the liver decides to release it, you know, like when you know breakups, betrayals, being stabbed in the back, this information's in that adrenaline. And when it gets released, it goes through the body and creates emotions that are unexplainable. You can't really tap into it or touch it, but it's there. You can get somebody down, depressed, sad at the end of the day without even realizing it. It's powerful stuff that happens. Your liver wants to prevent you from becoming intoxicated by adrenaline. This is a steroid that races through your bloodstream, messes you up. And during these traumatic moments, your liver becomes so nervous and even scared for your life. And get ready for this. It releases a hormone undiscovered by research and science. They'll discover it maybe in 50 years or 40 years or whatever it is. I don't even know if, I'm, if we're even lucky. If I'm even lucky. They've already discovered some things that I put out years ago. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first though. Discovery was here first. Your liver becomes so nervous and even scared for your life. It releases a hormone that's undiscovered, like I said, by science and research that draws excess adrenaline into the liver so the organ can sop it up to protect you from stroking out, from neurotransmitters being totally burned out from the experience and even from hemorrhage or anything of this sort. The liver can soak up excess adrenaline from the bloodstream during bouts of intense stress and other adrenal triggers. It's only a temporary solution, but still the liver's doing this. Over time, it must release its adrenaline stores bit by bit because it has no choice. And even when you're cleansing, it'll release it, which will make you feel weird during your cleansing and detoxing, totally emotional. Can make you feel really emotionally unstable when you detox. When people do different cleanses and detoxes and water fasts and whatever and juice fasts, they get emotional because this is the stuff that's coming out, but nobody knows or has a clue. No one, you're hearing it first ever here. Over time, it releases this adrenaline. That's right. Bit by bit, so the kidneys and the intestinal tract can try to be prepared to release a new batch. So you can be prepared to get rid of it as each new batch is coming in. Even gets released out of your armpits. As the adrenaline leaves, you'll experience the information stored, the hurt, the hurt stored. Nostalgic, almost surreal in a way. Even if the adrenaline was from a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You'll feel a little bit of loss, maybe some frustration, maybe even 
a crap load of anger. So this liver of ours tends to release its storage bins of adrenaline with even the change of the seasons. A little spurt here, a little spurt there. When your liver took this adrenaline originally, it released that it was released during your emotional trials and tribulations. It also took on and held to your emotional experience. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The liver took on and held on to your emotional experience. Experiences too. Experiences too. Okay? This, that's really important. Its release of this can trigger the same painful experience and feelings you had when the adrenaline was first released at a time of struggle because it holds this emotional essence. As the liver lets go, you let go. So, I mean, this is important information. And it's important because you may be feeling lost when you feel emotional, not know. But the irony is you go to a, you go to a psych and you go to whatever and you go to a, you go to a, you know, whatever. Psychoanalyst, psychologist, whatever it is, psychiatrist. And, you know, I mean, they just try their best. But they won't know that this is happening. They just don't. So, I mean, it's good that you know. So many people feel lost and they don't even know why. And the liver has everything to do with it. That's the irony. The liver has everything to do with it. So the liver keeps a record. It's unbelievable. It keeps a record of what's happening. It keeps a record of everything. And you can feel extra emotional as you get toward the end of a calendar year, too. Just as adrenaline that's released on the liver schedule is attached to emotions, liver's on a schedule as well. It's amazing how the liver works. The adrenaline, the adrenaline that's attached to toxins that the liver is forced to let go can bring out emotions, too. So you can have adrenaline attached to a toxin, any kind of toxin inside the liver. Or you could have been at a funeral at one time eight years ago. You ate a ham sandwich to wash down your sorrows. All this time, your brain has stored away the memory within its database. And your liver's that database and brain in this situation. Your liver has stored the emotional information along with the cheap hams, ammonia, nitrates, and other preservatives that you ate at the funeral. And cheap fat or unhealthy fat in the pork that it neutralized and took on to protect you. So your liver absorbed it and took it on to protect you. I mean, this is the power of the liver, what it does, and the memory it has too. It's incredible. You can feel that when that ham sandwich starts detoxing out of your liver, along with the adrenaline too, you can feel that sorrow again and not even pinpoint where it's coming from. Not even know where the grief is coming from. 
You can be consumed with grief for a time and not even know why as it's traveling through your bloodstream. That's just one of hundreds of examples of when that ham sandwich starts to come out of that liver with the experience this being at a funeral as an example and eating that ham sandwich. Our bodies are complicated, but simple. Simplicity meaning that if we take care of them, give them what they need, you wouldn't believe what they'll do for you. You wouldn't believe what your body will do for you. If you don't know what it needs, then we get in trouble because if we don't know, we don't know. And that's the whole point of why I wake up in the morning. It's why when I was age four and spirit started talking to me, and I took Spirit's information, which was just as advanced when I was five, six, seven, eight years old as it is now. It's all the same. Spirit would still tell me the same. Didn't mean I had to understand it, but I can still, I can still recite it as if I was in a play, in a play or something, trying to listen to my lines or read my lines. Spirit was giving me the lines to say. Didn't matter how advanced it was about neurotoxins. Didn't matter how advanced it was about 60 varieties of viruses. It doesn't matter how advanced it was. I'd be six, seven, eight years old just talking, just saying it all. As organized as the liver tries to stay with different compartments and store different toxins in every place inside the liver because the liver stores so many different toxins in so many different areas, it has storage banks, and it and it's. Be, you ever you ever been to a dump, and you know scrap metal and all this other stuff there. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to one. You know, when I was a kid, we lived near a dump. You know, it was kind of close enough, and you know, it wasn't good either because you got all that mercury and you got all that bad stuff, just lead and everything else, just leaking from rainwater, just leaking down into the earth. You know. Was always concerned being kind of living near that close enough. But the bottom line is, I remember going to the dump and, you know, family would bring some garbage, go to the dump or something like that. And you had to walk through. And back then it was, it's not like now. You know, as a kid, literally walking through like a dangerous area. (laughs) Unbelievable. And and you can see, like, one pile had all these wash machines and dryers <laughs> or something, microwaves, wash machines, dryers, and all that, something like that. One pile, one pile had all these, like, bicycles, <laughs> bicycle frames and all this other stuff. One pile had all these, like, toilets and sinks and all that. You know, you know, another, another had, like, bottles and crap, you know, just like it was all that kind of stuff. Oh, wait, and another pile would be like couches. It was crazy. Another pile would be like couches and mattresses. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like this. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know, I'd see all that. And I remember, I'll never forget Spirit saying to me, I was eight years old, and Spirit said to me as I was standing there waiting for my dad to you know do his thing and drop off garbage or whatever it is. And Spirit said to me, this is like your liver right here, this garbage dump. I said, my liver personally? Spirit said, well, your liver's not so bad because we've been working on it. You know, Spirit would always tell me how to eat a little bit better and everything else at that young age. I'd do, do the best at my capacity and whatever was available. But Spirit said, no, this is, this is the human liver right here. Wow. So it's like, I was amazed because I was getting it. I was starting to understand it more and more. 
not just hearing the information to be able to tell somebody, hey, look, you got, you got this thing in your liver or you got these spots in your liver I see that Spirit's telling you about and that, you know, all that. And, and you know, and doing the scan and all that, that Spirit taught me to do. But it was, I was sitting there and it was like a revelation. It was almost like, oh my God, it was serious. And what it was, what it was, was I had this realization I saw it. This was the liver. And it was starting to hit me. Wow, everybody's liver is polluted. And Spirit said, you see that pile of scrap metal over there? Those are heavy metals. They're all in the liver of somebody. And the liver tries to actually put them in compartments, even separating them if the liver can. And it will, and it will try. Because it'll do everything it can. And then Spirit said, you see those piles of cans over there? Cans and, and all that and bottles, the bottle caps and all that? And I said, yeah. All those cans and all those different cans and all that. There's petrochemicals in those cans. Those are all aerosol cans and solvents inside of them and empty solvent cans of, you know, of, of oil degreasers and carburetor cleaners and all these different things. And those are all petrochemicals and solvents, and they go in a different area of the liver, a deep core of the liver. And in that pile, you see empty old gas cans everywhere, the metal ones. Some of them still having a little bit of gasoline at the bottom, all piled up in a big heap, ready just to ignite, if anything. Those old dumps. And Spirit would say, and you see that pile over there? And I said, what? And Spirit said, in that pile over there, the furniture and the beds, it's all formaldehyde. That's all, you know, outgassing materials and chemical-laden, you know, uh, uh, petrochemicals too and different kinds of solvents, different kind of formaldehydes and everything all sitting there. And I got it. And I got it. I understood at age eight how the liver works and how it stores everything and how it stores everything. Yeah. And then Spirit said this, which blew my mind as an eight-year-old. And I didn't forget it. I didn't forget this one. And Spirit said, these are all possessions. All these things you see in here that are piled up. Bicycles, wash machines, car parts, all this kind of stuff. And they have emotions attached to them. People attach themselves to possessions, of course. Emotions are combined into that. It might be a bicycle somebody first got as a gift for a first birthday. It might be, or a birthday, it might be a couch that a husband bought a wife for an anniversary. It could be anything in the pile that was in there. It could be a wash machine, a wash machine that, you know, washed a whole bunch of bedding from somebody that was, that passed away. It could be a mattress that, you know, there was good times on the mattress of, of, of a couple together, partners, husband and wife or whatever. And also it could be bad times being sick, the spirit said, and having a stroke and laying in the bed for a long time. There's emotions even in all of this. And Spirit taught me then that the liver is filled with emotions along with toxins. 
that even come from these possessions here. If you laid in a bed and there's some formaldehyde coming up, which you can detox and heal yourself from. I mean, it's all good. I'm not trying to scare anybody. You can lay in your you lay in the bed and you got these toxins coming up. And it happened during a time. Yeah, it stores in the liver. And it could get released and there could be an emotional connection to it. It's that intense. It's that unbelievable. The liver is just an unbelievable mechanism of some kind. Unbelievable organ gland, whatever you want to call it. Whatever science of research wants to call it, I'm cool with that. Science of research thinks it has 500 chemical functions. Try again. <laughs> it's got over 2,000. It's got over 2,000. Spirit taught me that too. Did spirit teach me all 2,000? No, my head would blow up. It would just explode. And I, I can't go through that. But I sure as heck put hundreds of undiscovered ones in this book, Liver Rescue. Hundreds of uh, undiscovered chemical functions in Liver Rescue. But the bottom line is, is I was just completely blown away as I stood there at eight years old hearing all this. So the liver put compart- has compartments of these stored poisons of all these different stored things that we go through. And memories and things and bad and good and everything else. It's all piled in this heap of garbage, discarded. Unbelievable. And so that blew my mind. When I left the dump that day with my dad, with my father, I left the dump that day. I was just completely taken back. Completely taken back. And you know what's really crazy that day that happened? I'm going to tell you right now, since I'm just being a little bit emotional. Me and my dad were walking out of that dump, and it was an old one. It had kind of like a, it was dirt road, didn't even have cement. And we were walking out of there. And I looked on the ground, and something shiny was on the ground. And yeah, there's bottle caps shiny, there's flip tops, there's all kinds of garbage, aluminum foil everywhere, it's just junk. I looked on the ground. And there was a quarter on the ground, 1942, and it was silver. So I didn't know it was silver until Spirit said it was silver. And I said, well, what do you mean it's silver? Spirit said, that's a silver quarter. That's not clad. That's not, you know, that's not nickel. It's not copper. It's silver. And I picked it up, and it was 1942. My dad said, hey, that's an old coin. I said, wow, it was all beat up. And Spirit said, that's silver. Silver's antiviral. Silver's a different kind of metal. And silver kills pathogens. And sometimes silver's, you know, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, over the years, it's, it's important to take a little bit of the right kind, not, 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 the, not the wrong kinds. There's wrong kinds out there. But I remember being blown away by that. And Spirit said, not all metals are bad. Not all metals are bad, because Spirit was teaching about all the toxic heavy metals. And Spirit said that there's going to be some silvers down the road where people can actually take a little for a sore throat, take a teaspoon for a sore throat to kill off strep, streptococcus. And I heard that at eight years old walking out of the dump. Unbelievable. That just blows me away. I know it's off topic a little bit, 
But when you're dealing with viruses, strep and pathogens, especially strep 2 and E. coli, all that, it sits inside the liver, it sits inside the staph, it sits inside the liver, C. diff, sits inside the liver, all these different bugs everywhere, funguses and everything else, bad funguses, that it's all stored inside the liver and everything. And then when they come out or we get a bad sore throat, we get a tonsillitis viral infection, you know, a teaspoon of the right kind of silver can really, really move people forward. Take a little bit of that once in a while. But it just blew me away, that information at eight years old. <clears throat> anyway, it was a great day that day because I had the window inside the liver and I was able to tell people all the time about the emotional end of it all. It's really powerful. You know, the, you know, the liver and its miscellaneous storage area, <laughs> it just, it, it, gets bombarded at the same time with our high-fat diet. That's what really bugs me. And it's, it's just everywhere. And the trend is just high-fat, high-protein, which is high-fat, by the way, high-protein. Don't get fooled by that. And it's just it's amazing what happens. It gets bombarded by fats, too. That's a whole other thing. And do you know what fats do? And the reason why I have to tell you this, the more fats you eat in your diet, the more adrenaline has to be dispersed out of the adrenal glands, more epinephrine, more adrenaline. Cortisol is everywhere. It's got to actually be dispersed to try to thin out the blood so the fats don't give you a heart attack on a daily better, but daily, a daily level, a daily level. You got to remember that. So lowering your fats is so important. You can listen to the other shows about the liver and everything else, and you'll hear about that, how, you, how to do that and all that. Trying to take in and process all these fats the best it can our liver, it will throw in items like the troublemakers from a funeral reception, the ham sandwich, hairspray from a prom that went bad, you know, air freshener from a waiting room where you were awaiting bad news, chemically treated fire pitted wood and excess alcohol from a cookout where your relationship broke up and even little bits of adrenaline the liver is not being sloppy in throwing them all together. It's being efficient. It throws all these together and stores them inside the liver, and it releases them all together out. And when we bombard the liver with high-fat diets, we trap it in longer. So, And sometimes, sometimes the fat itself that gets trapped in the liver absorbs all of this and holds it on for a lifetime until you start working it out. It's amazing how it works. Basically, the liver's goal is to use chemical functions to sort out all this miscellaneous pile that I talked about at the dump site. Sort it out and categorize it. Can't say that word right today. Most people aren't on track to give the liver the break it needs. Most all people are not on track to give it the break it needs. We leave it to be alone, like a lone wolf, a worker. A worker at the dump, instead of teaming up with it, because we don't know otherwise. And you know what? When I was at that dump when I was eight years old, there was a whole bunch of people working. It wasn't one person. It was like a whole bunch of guys 
piling up garbage here, driving a truck over here, dumping garbage here, pulling something out of here, doing this, bringing things here, another truckload. It was like a whole massive team of people. But guess what? Your liver's only one, one person. Your liver's only one thing, one lone wolf doing it alone. That's why we need to help it, to help our emotional abilities. So organizing this miscellaneous pile is last on the liver's to-do list, and that's another problem. It often doesn't get to it. When it comes time to purge, which you'll know in Liver 369 in this book, so you can get rid of the emotional instability, it's time to purge. You make room for more. It's this pile that gets emptied. Out comes that ham sandwich that I talked about at the funeral. Out comes that miscellaneous junk the, the liver wants to toss out. And out goes cravings, along with sorrow. Cravings can happen too. You can get, you start craving and that's it. And you won't be able to trace back to anything. You won't be able to trace back to anything. Anytime you detox, you guys, whether in a healthy way, endorsed by the liver, which this book's about, and this book's endorsed by the liver, when it's forced to empty some of its miscellaneous storage bin, I talked about that dump site, to make room for anything else in the moment, emotions can come up as the toxins leave. It happens both during the liver's stress bomb time. That is the never-ending indulge in buffet. Basically what's happening is, you know, the liver has emotions too. It's just doing the best it can to run the whole show in there and it's by itself. Just like we do the best we can when we're sitting somewhere and we end up eating things we're not supposed to eat and we're stressed out and we're tired and it's the only resources we got in front of us and everything else. Unbelievable how it works. Cravings are serious. I mean, you may crave a honey-baked ham, double bacon cheeseburger, I mean, you may crave pizza, but your body's not telling you I need protein and your liver's not telling you I need protein and your liver's not telling you I need iron and protein. No, it's not. The best way to handle these cravings that even happen on an emotional level when, when all this is going on, the best way is to not to give it to them. Not to give in to them, I mean. Sorry about that. Not to give in to them. And instead, we got to opt for that celery juice, opt for those steamed potatoes without butter on them, without fats on them, opt for sweet potatoes without oils on them, opt for, and if you, you know, I mean, do the best you can, opt for some butternut squash, steamed butternut, baked butternut squash, why not do baked butter, opt for bananas, banana ice cream, opt for so many recipes that are in the Liver Rescue book and so many other books of mine, you know, Opt for all these other options. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to opt for a little avocado strip, you have to opt for something else, sure. I mean, sure, but just try to opt for some of these other ones, some of these other things. I know leafy greens aren't comforting. I know. But they sure as heck fix your liver. I know celery juice isn't comforting. I know it's not. I mean, some people say it is. I mean, I feel it is. But it fixes your liver. And it repairs emotional damage. And it just does wonders. It's like a miracle. The heavy metal detox smoothie, 
may not be something anyone craves, but let me tell you something. It's that good for you. It's incredible. But the emotional liver lives inside of us and never forget it. It's in you. The emotional liver's in you. Yeah, you got a liver. You got that emotional liver in there. It lives inside of you. And the emotional liver lives inside of me. (laughs) It lives inside of us. It has a heart. It has a heart. Your liver has smarts. It's smarts. Your liver has feelings. It has feelings. Know this in your heart for certain. We can live with it, but we can't live without it. We can live with the liver, but we can't live without it. Taking care of it is the best way to get chronic illness to just disappear. And it's the best way to stabilize. Taking care of the liver is the best way to stabilize emotions. Taking care of your liver is the best way to stabilize your life. To stabilize your life. And don't forget it. The liver works for you. It's working for you. It's not thinking about working for itself. It's actually working for you. And if it does work for itself, it's for you to keep it strong and keep it alive and keep it well. Next time you experience some emotions, think about your liver. If you experience some anger that's creeping up, think about your liver. You experience anything that's creeping up, think about your your liver. If you're getting triggered by somebody and it's getting you pissed off and you're getting hurt, think about your liver because that's the adrenaline now that the liver has to absorb. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean you can't stop being hurt and you can't stop thinking about whatever you went through and whatever kind of breakup or relationship or whatever it is. It doesn't mean you you don't have to avoid that. It just means... You just have to take care of yourself a little bit in between it somehow, some way, and get the willpower and dig it up out and say, I got to take care of my liver a little bit. I'm going through crap and hard times. I'm going through struggles, but I got to take my care, care of my liver a little bit. I don't want to store it in there forever. I want to make sure I take care of it. I want to eat a little bit better when I can. Even if you have no appetite and you can't eat it all for two weeks because you're just miserable, you just have to think about the liver. Drink more lemon water when you're going through a hard time. If it's all you can stomach and stand, drink more lemon water if you're going through a hard time. And if you're really a, a, an athlete and you're into adrenaline sports, remember this. You might be happy doing the sport and getting a high off of it, but your liver's taking a shit beating. <laughs> Excuse me, it's taking a hard beating, a crap beating. So we have to do things for the liver too, even as an athlete doing sports. We have to just take care of the liver. I love you guys one day at a time. Bless your heart. And uh, I'll see you next show, okay? That concludes this episode and on to the next. Love you. Bye-bye.